This podcast is brought to you by members of the Portland community. Welcome to This Is Us Portland podcast, our local community conversation. We are the host, Mary Pont, Director of Youth Services, and Allison Benke, Outreach Coordinator. Our conversations will cover topics of interest and concern to all members of our community. We will be joined monthly by people who bring their voices of experience and knowledge to our roundtable. Topics of discussion will cover what deeply matters in our town of Portland. everybody and welcome back to this is us commas portland our community conversation and we are so excited we again have taken our show on the road we are today at portland high school with some of our leaders in our school system as well as some of our students i'm mary pont i'm the director of portland new services and i have allison Banky, who is my outreach coordinator here with me today good morning and i'd just like to go around the table and just introduce yourselves please Want to start? Sure. Uh, hi. Um, Caitlin Feldman. Yeah, that's it. And your student here? Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Happy Allison Hine. I am the um, principal at Brownstone Intermediate School. Which is our grade 5-6 school. 5-6. I'm Shane Tewksbury. I'm a student. I'm Sage Watchers. I'm a sophomore at Killingly, uh, Portland High School. And I'm Please. Kate Lawson. I'm the principal of Portland High School. Welcome to the table. I think we're all here today to talk, we think, a pretty important conversation in our town. And it's not just our town. It's all over. It's been Middlesex County for a long time has been talking on this uh, topic, and that is vaping. And I know both the schools have uh, done some background on this and are doing some speaking on it. And I think we're just going to open the conversation and say, why is this? why is this a concern? I know all of the different activities that I've been going to for the last two or three years and prevention side of what I do has been talking about this. And now, unfortunately, it's hit. That prevention piece has really hit hard to our town and our students. And I'm not sure we have an answer to the dilemma, but I think we can at least talk about what's been going on. Well, well, I think, Mary, that first and foremost, it is the problem of electronic cigarette use is introducing a whole nother generation to nicotine addiction. Yeah. Um, that as I look back across, across my career in public education, um, the, the problem of cigarette use had seemed to be on the decline. It definitely many has. Years. Statistics have been um, saying that with our kids. And, and it was, it was not cool. It was not acceptable. And, and now we seem to have a whole nother uh, marketing uh, plan headed, you know, targeted towards kids with these e-cigarette yeah. devices. Um, and the health risks I think are very unknown at this point. Um, and the long-term health risks. And I think that's been something that some of the studies are just starting to, to look at that. And the one item in it, in all of these is that nicotine mm -hmm. and that's the addictive piece for cigarettes. So you're just substituting one for the other. And I don't know that the reality strikes kids and or adults that they can say they're not smoking anymore or they've never smoked, but they're doing this and it's just, just the same level. So, why don't we and I think that, you know, with prevention, um, the perception of harm is so important. And I think that kids um, are being told that these are <clears throat> a safe device. You know, they were marketed right, as a right. safe alternative to cigarettes. Yeah. And um, because we don't know all of the effects, um, but we are starting to know some of the effects, I think that mm -hmm. that's a really big worry that, um, that kids are seeing them as safe. Um, and we need to make sure that they understand the health risks um, so that they're making informed decisions. 
I think one of the things I'm curious about is we have youth at the table, which is really exciting for me. Um, and I really want to hear from you guys. Do you, we assume often as adults that there's a, there's a situation going on or any, any kind of behavior. We make assumptions about what is happening and why it's happening and who it's happening to and all of those things. So I want to hear from you just what, what your thoughts are. Is vaping even, is it in Portland? And is it seen as a problem or anything? Your, just your basic thought on it without putting you on the spot, because I know that can be hard too. Um, so yeah, vaping is definitely like a situation that's like common in schools. And I think the reason it's like so, happens so much in schools is because like, whereas cigarettes create smoke and sets off fire alarms and stuff, mm-hmm. kids see it as vaping is, vaping is smoke, but kids see it more as like, it's just water. Right. So it's a, it's a cool thing. It's a cool thing to be able to do. You don't and smell like, it. What are they going to get in trouble for? So I think it mm. spreads so quickly because it's so easier to catch on to. It's easier. I to mean, do. it's much harder to catch on to and harder to realize. Right, you're not know, smoking in the hallways. Yeah. Smoke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Whereas it. like cigarettes leave a smell and like can set off alarms and kids who vape like you can't tell if they were just doing it. Right. Do you feel? Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Plus yeah. they have like the things like cigarettes. You need like to buy the packs every time, but like. Jake, vapes you can just like have the one thing that you can carry around so it's like easier i guess yeah i feel like vapes are definitely more popular among kids because whereas like a cigarette you keep buying them and vapes they can just keep replacing these little things so it's like they're spending less money but in the end they're spending money on something they don't need right do you do you find is it expensive for kids um like not necessarily but okay like, it could get out of hand for some people that, like, buy, like, a pack a week. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, $20 you don't need. Right, right. Okay. And I think one of the things that when we're talking about the expense of this is what we are finding is that less and less kids have jobs. And you're you're doing something that's going to cost you money in the end. And my assumption is, I always refer to back, in the olden days when we had allowances, you know, that were... Nickels, dimes, and quarters, you know, allowances now are, are sizable, maybe. I don't want you to divulge if you're getting allowances or how much you're getting because we're all going to be jealous yeah. of those amounts. <laughs> but um, is that something that you no. find that they're going to be using to? Yeah. Um, like, I'm a sophomore, so, like, I can't get a job yet. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't vape, so I don't know. I don't have money, like, to get stuff, even if I did. But the my assumption is, like, people who are, we need like, to talk to your people parents. who can't work and stuff <laughs> right. are getting the money through parents or allowance, and, like, their parents yeah. are unaware where the money's going. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Just in the vein of talking to the youth at the table, do you guys have an idea about um, how dangerous it is or any thoughts on that? I mean, I know that it can lead to, like, cancer, and okay. I've heard, like, you can get ulcers and stuff, but mm-hmm. other, I'm not, like in depth like I don't know too much about it right I feel like the addiction part is just very overlooked because like everyone not like everyone but like a lot of people do it and like they just keep doing it but they're like oh I could stop anytime but they don't realize they like become addicted to it till they like try to stop so like it's very overlooked because it's just like this little thing yeah I feel like up until now kids weren't really like taught so much about nicotine and like the addictive chemicals in it we were more taught on like harder drugs and alcohol abuse and substance abuse so now like that nicotine is a big huge problem it's coming up more and we're learning about it more as it's already happening and people are already addicted yeah right one of the things that really always fascinates me just working with youth and understanding is brain science 
And so we know as adults, and I don't know if you guys know that your brains are growing until age 25. And so addiction really starts um, with these early gateway drugs, I guess. It's mm -hmm. not a drug, but it's along those lines. And really, you're changing your brain chemistry. And I think that's something that we often, like as adults, many adults don't even know that your brain chemistry is changing and your likelihood of addiction to other substances later in life is, is high. Um, that's one thing that I always try to, to educate kids, but also adults, because adults don't always know that. Do you guys, I know both the principals in the room have either done a workshop on vaping, or I know you, you will be doing one. Do you have any thoughts on that? On just the, the addictive nature of it, brain science behind it? Um, what, have, what, have you, what message have you been trying to get across to parents and or teens? Um, I think it, it is one of education, certainly different for parents than for kids. Um, at the high school, um, before our open house, we did a parent program. Mm -hmm. um, and that website is still, that link to that program is still on our high school homepage. I think, um, I think to, to the student's point, um, kids don't necessarily see addiction until it's too late. I don't know if the, the knowledge of how much nicotine is concentrated in these devices and how it's more than, you know, a cigarette, how it, how it's, it's the nicotine equivalent of a pack of cigarettes over, you know, in a pot of one, one little, um, one little vial is a pack of cigarettes. And it lasts it to, to their point, it lasts longer, you mm -hmm. know, someone can use it longer. Right. Um, and I also, I think that, um, students also don't realize, you know, sort of the, the, um, insidious nature of addiction. And I find that they often don't know what's, what's, if somebody gives them a vape, what's inside it necessarily, because I, mm -hmm. I, you know, we're learning that, that not all vapes are created equal right. and, and some may contain, um, marijuana oil or THC oil, and some may contain alcohol, which is very lethal, um, if inhaled rather than ingested, um, and things like that, where the, the behavior gets riskier mm -hmm. and people, people don't necessarily know what, what they're, using. Right. What other chemicals are mixed in besides um, the nicotine? For parents, I think the education is really around what vapes look like. Um, these weren't around when, when parents were kids. Um, and, and also the prevalence. Um, and for the community, I think it is where students are, or people who are under the age of 18 are, are buying them. Right. Um, and, and that it is just like cigarettes, illegal to sell them to minors. And, and they are trying to work on that law to raise that to 21. Mm -hmm. And I know that over the course of time, all those age limits that 18, it didn't really seem to matter because you always knew somebody that was either 18 was going to buy it for you or that 18 year old was going to buy a bunch and make some money on the side <clears throat> by selling it to all of you guys. And, uh, I feel like, um, because like teenagers use vapes and stuff and it's like such a common thing among teenagers these days, the automatic assumption is that like we're educated on it, mm -hmm. but I, and like, so teachers and like administrators and stuff are so like, they want to teach parents about it and like make sure parents are educated on it and they know what their kids are doing. But like, I think it's the kids don't exactly know what they're doing yes. either. So I feel like right. it should be pushed more to educate right. the kids because like, I know what it is, but I'm not so educated on the health effects and stuff. Right. right. I had run into a gentleman who uh, was very proud to, to say that he had basically started looking at life differently and had st stopped 
the casual drinking that he was doing and then quit smoking. And then I looked as he's clutching an electronic cigarette in his hand, clutching that and where he was, he was going, it was around a swimming pool, where he was going. This was just recently. And I thought to myself, he feels that he has quit, but he hasn't really quit because the addictive piece is still there. And I think that's, that's one of those things that that is still speaks to marketing, right? I mean, the the message that marketing tells people is that it is a good way to quit cigarettes and it's a good way to control other addictions. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's what we're sold. Yeah. yeah, It's marketed as like, it's a way to quit cigarettes, but I don't think it helps that much. I think yeah. it's more of a way to quit spending so much money on cigarettes than yeah. it is to quit. And like you said, general. and to hide it, to yeah, do it publicly. Good, be able to do it. Yeah, it's so much easier to right. do it publicly and stuff. So it's like, I don't think it helps people quit cigarettes. I think it helps people spend less money on cigarettes. Mm-hmm. That's a good. That's a good point. What? Why don't we hear from our young lady who, as far as our, I, I'll say it, our female population, <laughs> because I think that's changed over the course of time. That. Um, our, our young women in the world look at smoking differently than our, our guys do. So what do you think on that? Because I know that uh, we're seeing that uh, our young women are, are vaping as much as the guys, thinking that it's sort of a cool thing to do, but it doesn't look a name by any other name. You know, the smoke that you're emitting or vapor you're emitting is, is more attractive than it was. Bad. No, I think, I think, I feel like girls do it just as much as like, guys do at this point so like i don't really see a difference and and i think that's where i was going with it we're not seeing a difference where in the past we might have seen a difference with with smoking cigarettes yeah that it was not that there was still not that going on in in the girls room or the gym locker rooms or behind the scenes where they didn't think the adult was watching that there weren't girls that were smoking as well but i think we found the levels of of that a lot less than we found with the guys. But I think what we're seeing now, it's it's equal. Yeah. You know? I feel like the guys are more watched with it. So, like, the girls get away with it easier because they don't really, like... That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. Yeah. like, people don't pay as much attention because, like, they right. go and they do it, but they don't look as suspicious. It's crazy that, like, the guys are... It's more... People suspect, like, boys and teenage guys to, like, vape more... Which, I mean, I think could be true. I really don't know the statistics. But I do know that, like, what I've heard is that girls get carded less, so it's easier for underage girls to buy them than it is for yeah. underage guys. Right, that's really interesting. Yeah. They do it just as much. They just, like, don't get seen as much. Now, Allison, you're going to be doing a, a presentation. And why did you feel the need? You've got grade 5, 6 school. Why did you feel the need that at that level. Yeah. And then so we'll go the, back to our, our middle school, high school. Yeah. So the national trend data is telling us that kids are starting um, by seventh grade and eighth grade. Um, it really starts to ramp up. So I think the most important time to hit parents and let them know, um, give them the information they need is now while they're in fifth and sixth grade. Um, and to echo what Sage said, I think we also need to make sure that kids are educated. Um, you know, if we can do that in at Brownstone where the kids are mm-hmm. younger before yes. they're even exposed to it, um, if they then enter those situations where they're offered um, vaping devices or, um, you know, to try something, if we can empower them with the education before that, um, will allow them to make more informed decisions. So making sure Absolutely. we get information out about the, about the health um, risks of vaping is really important. Um, so tonight I'm actually meeting with parents, running some workshops um, to echo Kate. Um, I'm bringing a bunch of devices for parents to see because I agree. I don't think parents even know what to look for. Um, and they are pretty 
pretty easy to hide um, now, those different devices. Um, and then we'll be talking through some of the some of the trend data that we're seeing. Right. Um, and also talking about some of the health risks. Absolutely. So, Can um, I ask the youth, one, you guys, the students, one more question? I'm really interested. We work a lot with youth and getting information out to you and what's the, the best way to do that. And Sage, when you mentioned saying that you just feel like you're not educated, what would be the best way to to educate, especially on the high school level? Because I think like fifth and sixth grade, that's the perfect time to prevent. But now that it's here, what's for me as a youth educator, what would you say to me? Um, this this is what we would listen to. And this is how we'd like to receive the information. Is it in school or is it is it through a podcast that you also could get access to? Or what would be the best way? I feel like it should be more incorporated into like health classes because okay. like I know that like health class automatically like the first things you learn about is like some substance abuse, which is like hard drugs and alcohol, which all drugs are hard, but like there's the stigma that some are worse than others, which makes some of them okay. And I feel like that's how it is with vaping is everyone thinks that vaping isn't such a hard drug. So it's like a middle way of, doing something cool without doing something dangerous when really I feel like it's just as dangerous as the other ones. But I feel like a, the, a lot of times the assumption is when something needs to be educated to kids fast is like an assembly, but I don't really think those work because I feel like it's, it's quick and it's done and it's the message is supposed to get across, but it doesn't most of the time. And so I just feel like it should be incorporated into health classes more. I, I agree with you. And that's actually what we're working at the high school and the middle school and the Brownstone Elementary School to do. Good. Um, yeah. um, because I agree, an assembly is a great way to get a lot of information out quickly. It's right. not a great way to ask questions or to, Have it or to mm -hmm. right, to yeah. process it. Yeah. So um, that absolutely is an up and coming change in our health curriculum um, at the high school, along with um, working with our, you know, our general education staff um, around, you know, healthy choices and wellness, because I think that is a priority for a lot of kids. Right, right. So this is definitely a discussion that I'm excited to have started um, and really look forward to, to spreading the word, either in the schools or also on the youth services side, you know, getting programs out there. I want to say a big thank you to everybody. Um, this was wonderful, having everybody come out to the table and really give up their time. We have students here, which is huge. And so a giant thank you to you guys for giving up your time and your space, your your safe space. I, I'm really grateful. And I congratulate you for a really good job using your voices and spreading the word. Are we good? Thank you. I'm going to doubly say thank you so much. And we're just very excited that we were able to cover this this very important topic in the town of Portland. And it is going to be definitely a continued subject that we're going to be bringing up and talk to the table in many different venues. So thank you for listening to us today. And till the next time when we bring another important topic your way. We hope you all have felt the energy around this table. I'm Mary Pont, Director of Portland Youth Services. And I'm Allison Bakey, the Outreach Coordinator here for the town of Portland. We thank you for listening and we look forward to joining you next month.